I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages. We're back. We're not (laughs) in the Magic Kingdom, which I wish we were. No, we're not. It's been two episodes since then. And <laughs> How I many think- more weeks are we going to say that? Let's just say that every single time. We'll introduce the show by saying we're not in the Magic Kingdom. This is a because Disney we really World should podcast. Be. Disney, this is an X-Men podcast. Which is owned by Disney now. So Disney should really sponsor us and offer us free tickets to go to the Magic Kingdom. No, I actually would not want Disney to sponsor us because then we wouldn't be able to be nearly as lewd of a show as we are. Because this is a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and yeah. tell sex jokes about the X-Men. Men yeah, in the that's exactly what we are. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to Before we jump right into that, I want to say that they released another, or probably the final Dark Phoenix trailer for the Fox films, which will be the final Fox film. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be our responsibility to watch. I mean, unfortunately, but who knows? Maybe this will be the best one of them all, but I really doubt that, considering <laughs> that, like, I already had an argument with somebody on Twitter that was like, no, it's just like the comics because they go to space and she turns into the Phoenix. And I'm like, in which comic did Mystique lead the X-Men into space because they were like the Avengers? None of that happened. Yeah, that didn't happen but at all. in the trailer, it does involve like Scott screaming, Jane, at every 30 second interval. So at least I got that part down, but that might be the only part. Well, so. we'll see. We'll be the judge of it. We'll watch it. We'll talk about it on this show. Oh, wait, in the next episode, aren't we doing... we? It's in between seasons so that means we get to do a movie mm-hmm. we get to watch x3 another another film. dark phoenix <laughs> film that's bad oh. oh no we are gonna watch that that episode might be slightly delayed because we're still figuring out our schedule on that one but we'll see that's we'll right. have that one in the meantime as as you all can go to our youtube channel and watch our mutant ages videos uh because we've been playing video games so maybe make skits too but we're about to go into a really silly pc game so yeah ready for that yep anyway speaking of i don't know sex jokes about the x-men the title of this episode that we watched is weapon x lies and videotape which is the title that we made fun of a little bit because it's just a little bit supposed to be sex lies and videotape but it's not anyway it's about wolverine of course it is i mean of course it involves (laughs) sex and wolverine uh kind of yeah and it's also a season finale episode which is, it, this is I kind don't, of a weird finale i don't think it was to supposed to be the end of was this it? particular season Wait, which on. was all about the phoenix i think it actually is supposed to be the and season right, because gene is there when is oh oh okay notes i looked it up already this episode along with the juggernaut returns and nightcrawler were originally scheduled to be part of season four 
However, animation problems on other episodes led to these episodes being moved on earlier in the slate. So it's not supposed to be the season finale. Uh, the last three episodes we have watched are, are, are not supposed to be in this season. It's supposed are you sure? Because the Juggernaut returns in terms of what actually happens in the episode seems like it should have happened sure, between but like, the Phoenix saga. I mean, that still happens sequentially, so it still works. But Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, guess, I guess it was supposed to happen then. So the final episode probably was supposed to be the end of the Dark Phoenix saga, but everything got... And they talked about that in the book um, previously on the yeah, X-Men. Yeah, I, I thought that... I didn't realize that those episodes were getting delayed to season four originally, though. That part sounds wrong, but... I don't know. I don't know. That seems correct because it's such a weird and random season finale otherwise. All right, so we're going to do two previously on the X-Men. Okay. The first previously on the X-Men is going to be us stating that season three has been almost entirely about... The Phoenix, the Shi'ar, and the Dark Phoenix with some random episodes spliced in there in the incorrect order because Mm -hmm. of animation problems and how long it took to air them, which we just kind of talked about them. And then previously on the X-Men to that, because it's relevant to this episode, is throughout the other two seasons, we've seen episodes about Wolverine where he... We got like a flashback episode where he was kidnapped by Weapon X again because they wanted to know how to do the adamantium processing and like Alpha Flight was there. And we found mm-hmm. out that he got kidnapped by X Weapon X because he fell down a hole. And then we had another flashback episode <laughs> at the beginning of this season where Lady Deathstrike revealed that he she was like in love with Wolverine. But like... Yeah. That- but also like her dad... Professor Oyama or Dr. Oyama right. or whatever, it was involved in the creation of Adamantium. None and of he this is, died I mean, that because correct. of Wolverine. Like th- that part mattered somehow. So she was angry at Wolverine because of but that. But she is not canonically in the comics in a relationship with him. Him and Mariko no. are, but they merged them together for this series. Into one character. But they couldn't work. They you can't have two Japanese no, women that's in just one too many. series. That's too many in the 90s. Uh, and Lady Deathstrike. <laughs> was all like living with Logan until he got kidnapped by Weapon X. And then he went back to like find her, even though he had amnesia and it didn't make any sense. And then there's also been previously episodes where we've seen Sabretooth and Wolverine face face off. Sometimes mm-hmm. in Alaska. On Wolverine's birthday. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, definitely <laughs> twice in this episode, which is funny. I know. Uh, it is And fun. so they had their Weapon X background. Um, yes. I don't know. And about every other episode, we've seen Wolverine have a Weapon X flashback. But in this episode, we get to see the Weapon X flashback like 19 times. Yeah, but we also get to see other characters who were involved in Weapon X having their own Weapon X flashbacks. Like as though Logan's wasn't enough. We need more. I'm just going to preface that this this entire episode brings these four Weapon X characters together, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just them having memories and falling down on the ground screaming like individually one at a time. And then it cycles through again. And Beast is here, and he's the only person doing anything. So, yeah, like, he's the only that person is who what can we're in store do for. Anything. He's the only person who doesn't have like brainwashing problems. So he's like, the only this one who can solve is, their problems. I know. This whole episode's crazy. I don't know if it's necessarily good, but I did enjoy it because I was I laughing it also. so I, much. It was I just like the drama. It, it was so much, and it was so stupid. But yeah, I don't know that it's good. Anyway, it might be worth watching just because it's a fun app. Though. It is, but like if you don't know anything about Logan or Weapon X, you're just gonna be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because it doesn't really explain it really anything. Doesn't, and it doesn't even really bother to introduce you to Silver Fox or Matt 
Maverick at all, really. Like, I don't know. No. We can get to that. Anyway, yeah. it starts out with a flashback to Wolverine and Sabretooth having a fight, although we don't fully put together that that's what's happening until later. I mean, it kind of seems like they might be fucking because it starts off with Logan be like, you slime sucking dirt bag. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you so for Sabretooth that sexually charged comment. And Wolverine are, are throwing each other around a cabin. There should Wolverine, be some, I was going to say, you need, you need to note that there's a birthday cake there. So there it's like. There is a birthday cake there. And they show the scene again later and make sure to show the birthday cake again, just in case you didn't notice it before. They Wait, show it I just, again. I just realized something that it probably was the same sequence, but like, because our memory's all fucked up. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I didn't get that. I was like, like, wait, why is there another birthday? Okay, so in the comic book, Sabretooth shows up on Wolverine's birthday to, like, beat the shit out of him, and nobody knows why. Also, how does he know Wolverine's birthday? I thought Wolverine was just fucking making it up, so does he, like, have, like, a secret camera at Wolverine's bedroom I mean, to, like, find like, out? I guess it's, like, Sabretooth is so obsessed with Logan that he, like, finds out when Logan has decided his birthday is. His birthday is, is that based year? Based on I nothing, know. really, and then ruins it, because Sabretooth and Wolverine are just obsessed with each other and it's great so logan is like you've got a lot of guts coming up here Sabretooth." and Sabretooth is like that's no way to greet your old partner runt after all we've been through and so then there's like this native woman who's just also there in the background she's like who is crawling Fox, on the floor but she's not like introduced to silver fox yet she's just this native woman that you see in the background and she's like, like, like logan they just... he's crazy i know <laughs> like, they've been the the out of the gate they're just like we open this episode by killing a woman here we go and it's like while these two gay men fuck in the background that's what we're watching and so Sabretooth is like what's wrong punk can't take care of your woman and then we don't like fully see the rest of what happens in this scene because it just transitions to a scene of Wolverine being strapped to a bed and he's naked and screaming his head off and literally all the X-Men are just standing there watching yeah I don't know why it's like why did the X-Men do this I don't know but apparently they're just like I don't know, running tests on Logan's brain again, I guess. I don't really know what triggered all of this. I don't know. He's like, I mean, I guess we find out later. Sort of. He's like lying in his bed screaming, and Gene goes, I sense that he's having a nightmare. And we're like, okay, thanks, Jane. And I'm she's glad like, you've we've got to do something. And Xavier just goes, all I have done to help him has collapsed. The strange, torturous memories pouring out as if a dam had burst. Ah! <laughs> then oh, yeah, we should mention that too. Xavier went into his mind again. Like, he was just like, well, the only thing we could do is like infiltrate his mind. And for once, Xavier was like, it didn't work. It yeah, hurt Xavier, me. <laughs> Xavier's also just basically saying, like, going into his mind didn't work at all. Like, that's essentially what that line is well of course so it didn't logan busts himself out of his bindings and screams saber tooth and then so he's basically in sort of and like then Jean this, goes i think he's sensing saber tooth <laughs> she does not so <laughs> so he leaps off the bed and so logan is basically in this kind of like ptsd meets science fiction brainwashing moment where like he can't gauge what's really happening and he starts like attacking Cyclops but like while screaming Sabretooth so it's like okay he thinks he's like in his own dream or something and so Jean screams Logan stop it's Jean and then he stares at her for like 30 seconds and then runs away and then like leaves okay also this was one of those moments I was watching the episode and I was like okay our our other (laughs) podcast Warcraft Valley the one that's like the X-Men fanfics that we read Mm -hmm. and it's like out of control and unrealistic it's like again and watching this scene I was like, oh, so this is like this is where you're getting it from. Yeah, like it is coming from somewhere because this is there is Logan running around like thinking that he's in a dream. So I guess that is like a thing that happens with the X-Men. 
I mean, in this show it is, I guess. And so Logan runs off, Beast follows him, and Hank ends up running into the road where Wolverine basically nearly runs him over with a Jeep because Wolverine is, like, lucid enough to drive, but, like, not lucid That's enough to, like, to know me. where okay, he is. Okay, but also he's, like, lucid enough to drive to another country. Yeah, like, he's Which, driving how did he do to that? If he was, like, Okay, wait, if he's, like, having, like... A PTSD dream panic attack. Like, who let him through the border if he drove his car there? I know. Like, he, yeah, you're right. He would have been stopped at the border. But I guess he's Canadian, so he would just show his identification. I mean, some, I don't at know. At some point, I just have to assume the X-Men have, like, special clearance or no secret routes to get across the border into Canada. Because it happens all the time. In yeah. any country, really. I also, mean, because they like, just go wherever the this, fuck they want. This show was actually pre-9-11. And so I feel like it was pre a lot of border restriction stuff. Like, it used to be significantly easier to cross the border than it is now. So I think that's actually part of it, too. I'd sort of that's forgotten about that. Anyway, it probably wasn't a problem for Logan. So... Back at the X-Mansion, Jean just walks into Logan's bedroom and starts going through his stuff like you do. And she, like, finds this photo in the bedside table. Oh, my God. Table. It's so funny. She's like, these are pictures. And I was like, Jean. I'm like, I'm glad that we went from the dark Jean face to back Jean to back to being, like, dumbass. a twat. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she's just like, I found this envelope. It's postmarked two weeks ago. <laughs> I've seen this image in his mind, which is like, wow, Jean, you're just going through Logan's mind, I guess. And, uh, yeah. And she's like, this must be a clue to his delusions. Maybe it triggered them. And she's not wrong. That is basically what it is. And right. on the back of the photo, there's some coordinates for Southern Canada. And that's presumably where Logan has just driven off to while he's right. in this weird dream state. So back in Canada, Logan hops out of his Jeep. He presumably is at the coordinates and he looks at where he is and he just goes, somehow I ain't surprised. And it's Weapon X. It's like the old Weapon X facility that we've seen flashbacks yep. to a bajillion yeah, luckily, times. Now that speed flashbacks, we get to watch the flashback of him getting like infused with the adamantium yep. for like the, the 19th straws, time. Like yeah. every, everything happens exactly the same, except he doesn't fully complete the memory of escaping like he just remembers beating on the door and like scratching it with his claws but he doesn't remember getting through which right. i think actually is a slight variation on the memory like no i did notice episode, that episode there's a few different times when wolverine has like a flashback to a memory but it's like a different presentation of the memory yeah, which it's is basically sort of interesting. eternal sunshine on the spot little sign but the x-men edition yeah yeah and it's also like i don't know something that has brainwashing in it there's there's like some manchurian candidate stuff in here or whatever yeah it's, pretty it's much of a combination of tropes and so beast interrupts because apparently beast somehow got there i guess he oh took yeah a and beast also has ban his banjo kazooie backpack with him again so oh thank goodness he's that. gonna need it the entire time oh well logan attacks beast first and then beast goes wake up you're having one of your delusions which like obviously doesn't work i um, know logan goes to stab him and beast dodges it and logan instead stabs one of the many control panels in the room and electrocutes himself which does manage to kind of snap him back to reality and then they can have a normal conversation where Beast is like, I've come to take you home. And Logan's like, get out of here. You shouldn't have followed me. I'm going nuts. And Beast is like, I cannot let you face this alone. You must tell me what's going on. And Logan's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and he like runs off and Beast is like, oh my God, the drama. Yeah. yeah and Beast is like, 
do you know this place? And Logan goes, I got my bones here. Okay, I thought, like, he sa- I thought he said boner, and I was like, wait, he's what? He's like, this is where I first experienced having this a boner. This is my first boner, bub. And it we're definitely like, wasn't. But he doesn't remember any boners before his Weapon X boners. I mean, that's, actually, that's probably true. So maybe this is what happened, is he came out of Weapon X and got his first boner, like, right there in the room. Okay, anyway. Anyway, there's this funny moment where Logan is still trying to cut open the door, and then it magically opens, and it pans over to reveal that Beast has just had open the door like i know that's great hot wired it basically which is like a fun little moment yeah uh, Beast so is like in. this is a more constructive <laughs> way of doing this yeah he has like, some okay. cute line about that and so then they walk in and wolverine finds this weird vr helmet and like has another flashback to himself Back to the same weapon x sequence running in his underwear and like being trained to do like hit these dummies and like attack different dummies which i didn't realize that was happening at first i thought it was just like the flashback again i was like oh no he's like in virtual reality mode where they're like yeah and like i think it's cornelius who's the one who's like running all these tests on him and stuff yeah because he the professor guy who you see a million times it's that guy with the glasses yeah and so then back to reality beast is like logan logan and logan just goes what's wrong and hank is like you went into a dream state again what did you see yeah this is what this is when he screams silver fox well the thing that triggers that is that as logan wakes up from his dream he sees there's a car in the room just sitting there and there's this and he remembers the car and it's the same car that's in the background of that photo yeah and so he goes up to the car the keys are in the ignition too and then he says silver fox and then there's a flashback again, again. this whole episode is gonna be flashbacks. it's all flashbacks this so time it's the silver fox and him riding together in the car we we need to we need to point out that every single time there's a flashback like his head glows red and he screams and falls to the ground. So, like, yep. that's important to note. Is it? I mean, just sure. I mean, it is. yeah, because there's a lot of drama and it's really funny. It's like the funniest aspect of this episode is everybody, like, their heads just glowing mysteriously and they just scream and fall to the ground and go, My memories! Like, <laughs> it's amazing. You know? So, this is around when I was writing, like, Logan has a comedically high number of exes on this show. Like, we make fun of him having all these ex boyfriends, but even know, canonically, but like, he has like a million ex girlfriends. It's I know. crazy. That's why I'm like in the comics they just need to like out him as like pansexual or bisexual or whatever so he could just be like go ahead and I've, like, actually explain why he also has yeah, all these like, men literally who fucked the entire you know those comics that's like the punisher kills the marvel universe it's like Logan the wolverine fucks, fucks the marvel the universe, marvel universe. <laughs> That's actually already every comic. So like, I mean, that's this true. is yet another character who we're supposed to believe Logan was just madly in love with in the past, who we've never heard of because of his memories. And so we see like him and Silver Fox hardcore making out. He's carving their names into the door of like this random cabin in the middle of nowhere. And then that's when Sabretooth interrupts it. And then we see the birthday cake again. So apparently oh my it's God. Logan's but, birthday. This is where I, I was confused because I was like, yeah, we're like, is this real? And are we seeing this again? And all that stuff. I mean, I yeah. think you're supposed to be confused. But it was different because, like, the thing that was like confusing is that Sabretooth in the opening sequence was wearing like a lumberjack outfit, and now he was like in his full on like yeah, Sabretooth that's costume. That's a good point. He is wearing so, like, a different that's why outfit. I thought it was a different scenario. I don't think it is. I don't think it is, and I think I we're think intentionally so I think supposed I just to be didn't... confused by it because right. we're like, well, that's the same birthday cake, and like that's still Silver Fox who was there before. Anyway, meanwhile, back in real life, actual Sabretooth shows up and is like, I should have known. Why drag me all the way here, runt? And instead of actually listening to what he says, Logan 
immediately assumes that Sabretooth is the one who sent him there. Oh my like God, it's crazy. Logan. And they have this like stupid, confusing conversation for like 10 minutes where they're like fighting each other and being like, why did you send me here? I didn't. You sent me I here. I know. And they're like, meanwhile, they're like rolling around on the ground, like potentially making up or like, what is happening? Yeah. And so Sabretooth is like you know insulting xavier and stuff and being okay, like right yeah and then you got cue ball xavier to mess with my head which like isn't even relevant to this scene and logan is like i fight my own battles you taught me that you can't caught on your friends oh wait <laughs> like, so then they, they have like another flashback here by the way mm-hmm. and it's like cuts back to them and they're like fighting and running through like this facility and fighting omega red and there's a bunch of lasers and stuff and they're barely able to escape this yeah, it's facility. Mission impossible basically yeah and so logan is like shouting at fox and maverick and he's being like come on fox let's go we'll cover for you and then omega red basically like busts out of nowhere and it starts attacking everybody and Sabretooth runs up to logan and is like forget it kid you're expendable which is a weird line because i think what he means is that maverick and fox are expendable because he's saying they're supposed to leave them to die yeah and then Logan just screams, no, no, uh, no. it goes back to reality again. And then Logan goes, Fox, Maverick, you just left them to die. And Sabretooth goes, so what? And Logan I know, is which like, is like traitor. really funny. It is I know, really but funny. then it doesn't matter because in two seconds, like they get shot at and Silver Fox is just there. She's like, I'm right here, idiot. Yeah, and like, everyone's Silver like, Fox and Maverick what? are just literally standing there being like, not only are we alive, we fucking hate you guys. And it's really yeah. funny. Oh my God. It's really good. And Logan's like, Silver Fox. Wait, what is a, okay, never mind. I'm not there. I'm so confused. Cause this is like an episode. I where know the, this episode it's just, switches around where we are like 60 times. But what happens yeah, okay. next is Silver Fox after firing on them and surprising them, she just goes that was only a level three blast believe me there's nothing i'd rather do than finish both of you right now but unfortunately that's not an option it's and then so good Sabretooth goes you better do some fast talking which is like ridiculous because she already is talking i know Sabretooth is just like i don't know talking and then silver fox basically reveals that she sent the photo to logan into which yes. logan has the funniest <laughs> fucking face i've ever seen on this show and it's yeah. like his mouth just opens up so wide and it's like like, okay, Logan. Like, are you really surprised by this? I mean, I, I guess he's more she shocked about that. He, she sent him a photo, but not that she's there and alive. Like, Silver <laughs> Fox is like, I'm here alive. And Logan's like, oh, makes sense. And she's like, also, I sent you this photo. And he's like, what the what? fuck? <laughs> like, that? that's the thing that makes you so confused? Okay, Logan. Yeah, so Fox goes, I hope you enjoyed the photo. I assume you've been getting nightmares like Maverick and I. They did something to our minds when we worked here codename Talos. Let's keep from eviscerating each other until we figure this out. Which is like weird because it's like why do they all want to kill each other? But I guess I, it's I mean, kind of believable know. that like they've come out of this traumatic experience it's just like, hating each other and associating each other with the trauma itself. Right, but like to, also it's important to note here that we've already seen two flashbacks in which Sabretooth is like, we're going to leave Silver Fox and Maverick to die. And Logan's like, that's how they died. But then in two separate memories already, we've seen Sabretooth like kill Silver Fox. So it's like nobody's even sure what's happening and it's by the way it's never explained like what really did happen it's like obviously she's alive we just have to assume that all their memories are fake you know yeah exactly i guess so i mean maybe that's why weapon x created the memories of them it doesn't explain why he remembers lady deathstrike but whatever no it does not but maybe they inserted memories of her into his brain i mean who knows i mean like his his father or her father created the adamantium so yeah yeah Anyway, 
Fox takes them into this weird soundstage where there's like a set for a cafe and like restaurants oh and other random shit. First of all, she goes, welcome to our past, everyone. And it literally looks like straight up like the pack from Gargoyles where like, you know how like they, they were like super villains, but they were also like TV stars. And yes. like Silver Fox is dressed basically like Fox from Gargoyles. And I was like, whoa, what's <laughs> happening here? The people who made Gargoyles were totally fans of this show. There's no way. I mean, probably, honestly, or the other way around, you know? And so Logan goes, what is this, Fox? Hoser Hollywood. And Fox goes, take a closer look, Logan. And then she walks down the stairs and she's like, you remember these places, don't you? And Beast figures it out. And he's like, created memories. But to what purpose? And Logan is like looking at this front of a... A diner. restaurant that's called Dan's Diner right, and then so has then a his, flashback his, his, his head glows and he screams and falls to the ground it cuts to Wolverine fighting some dudes at the diner I guess and then, I mean that's all that happens and then Sabretooth is like outside of the memory is like can't handle it Wolverine ha 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 and then his like head glows and then Sabretooth falls to the ground and he screams and then he immediately has this like horrible memory that like was actually honestly pretty surprising to see on a children's show it was where it's like his father just like he's got a fucking like giant piece of wood yeah he's like i'm gonna beat the shit out of you i was like holy shit it's 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 terrifying i know is like please no pa not again again. i'll be good and And he starts crying and then sabertooth like goes to present sabertooth and he's crying he's like i'll be good i'll be good and then the background we just see maverick falls on the ground and he's like please stop the memories (laughs) but we don't see what he's having a flashback to and logan just goes this is nuts and i was like yeah logan it is It is a really funny line. Yeah, and then Logan goes over to Summer Fox, who's also screaming and falling on the ground and crying because and she's goes, having a memory. Fox, you okay? And she screams, "Don't, Don't touch, touch me. me!" And we're like, "Oh my god!" And, but Logan is like still focused on himself, and he just goes, "The cabin was that a lie too, Fox? What's going on?" Like he hasn't like fully accepted like what's like, happening. Also, Fox is like, "How the fuck am I supposed to know?" I know. And so then Beast just like starts talking over the loudspeaker like he's up in a control room and he's like, I think I may have found your answer. I found evidence of the experience carried out experiments carried out here. Direct your attention to the overhead screens. It's like he's the only one who's capable of like actually. Well, he doesn't have these like giant memories that forces him to fall on the ground and scream. Walk down there. It's like, of course, that was going to result in a bunch of flashbacks for them. They're like, let's walk onto the set where all of our (laughs) memories were created. Let's walk onto the set of our lives and like see how our PTSD does with it. It does terribly. And so Beast shows them this video of Cornelius like reporting on whatever experiments doing his villain monologue and he's like all subjects are responding to the trauma conditioning. We will be able to reintegrate them into society with no memory of having been conditioned. When their covert services are needed they will attack their target and then remember nothing. The key is to reach the subconscious mind. The subjects must be repeatedly exposed to trauma. The process seems to work best when based on actual life events and beast goes a lie which is half a truth is ever the blackest of lies tennyson oh like, my god fucking quoting poetry to nobody again. by to the nobody. way he's up to say it's like in this room he wasn't speaking into the intercom he's just Amazing. like and, I know. just iconic i love beast and oh so my then god saber just goes our memories are some chrome dome science project and Beast is like, wait, there's more. And then there's like another video of Cornelius like, talking Beast is about- like, hold on, that's not enough. I have found I this other VHS that also has traumatic memories on it. Let's play it and see what happens. 
Well, it's about Logan and Sabretooth and their healing factor and how they would be able to survive the adamantium bonding, which was created by Dr. Oyama. And then Sabretooth in real life is like, well, what do you know? If the runt hadn't trashed the place, I could have had tin bladed bones too. And Logan is like, you ought to thank me. And then we get like flashback number billion of and Logan of the trashing the place. And he escapes, except this time it pans over and we see Sabretooth was secretly there like all along. Like in the background, like Sabretooth quietly gets up and runs away like also behind Wolverine. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then Beast goes, that was the final tape. And Fox goes, I've checked this place out, but there's one part I can't get into. That's why I sent for you. And I was like, Fox, you didn't fucking check the place out. You did not find all the tapes Beast just found. I mean, like, like they were just sitting out there, by they the were way. Just literally they were like, sitting there. The way. There was just like a couple of videos like on the counter. Beast picked them up and put them in the Beast's yard. Yeah, so whatever, like, Silver She could have already found the answers to literally everything by just watching these fucking tapes. And she's like, I don't know. I checked the entire place out. And what I really want to do is open this other store stupid room that is only going to cause huge problems for us and we I mean it's like so obvious to too cuz okay this first of all this room the door is like adamantium so she can't break it open she's like I tried shooting it with a laser but it didn't do anything but there's four different hand scanners on here and it's yeah, like and labeled for, weapon like, Maverick, x and it's like fox logan and sabretooth and she's like i guess we just have to use our hands to open the door and Beast i mean it's just- like almost like an x not an x but like a video game puzzle where you need yeah, to like get the other players show up so you could open Beast the fucking door immediately points out how incredibly stupid an idea this is and he just goes something is wrong here if they were trying to hide the truth from you why would they place it behind a door that only the four of you could open and like, i know and logan's response I know. Look, it's just like, this whole ordeal is rotten, Hank, but I still got to know what's behind that door. Also, I love you. Do you have to know what's behind the door, Wolverine? You're an idiot. Oh, my God. So they they all do it. They scan their hands and they walk inside. The door shuts and another video plays. And it's the Dr. Cornelius again. And he's just like, now that you're all here, I figured I'm gonna that. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, I figured if you all came here, it's because the experiment failed. So now that you're all here, you're going to locked in he- locked in here face Project Talos. And everyone's which like. Which is a big robot that's going to kill them. Which I don't know who thought that was going to work, by the way. But yeah, whatever. and also like who, which, why did any of the four of them think that this room was worth opening and that there would be anything other than a huge robot that was going to kill them inside the room? I don't know. Room? But then like, Silver Fox duh. starts. I know. Silver Fox starts barking orders everyone and she says Blue Boy to go do something. And Beast is like, My name is Mr. McCoy. And Not like, Blue Boy. And it's like, I'm like, Aren't you funny? a doctor, though? Do you yeah, want to like, say. Why didn't he say Dr. McCoy? I wondered that, too. Anyway. Whatever. So then Talos shows up and it has Apocalypse's voice. And basically, it's just acting like Apocalypse without the giant monologues, but it's still yeah, monologues. It's just like a big old robot. Also, it's a robot that shoots missiles out of its nipples, which is really weird. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. It's like yeah, the Britney Spears does. sex bot and fucking like yeah. uh, Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Yes. Yeah. So they distract the robot while Maverick scans it to find its power source. And then Logan crawls up its back to like open up its its like back panel to like toss a grenade in there. And they manage to kill it. Where did he get that, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Maverick just like has a bunch of grenades and is like, throw this in there. I, basically, Maverick saves the day in this fight. Um, and at one point, Fox randomly falls into Beast's arms and she's like, thanks, Mr. McCoy. And I was like, are we supposed to think this matters now? Okay, but it did because, like, it doesn't, but it did for us because I, in the Warcraft Valley podcast, we read a thing where, like, 
Beast is Silver showed Fox up with Beastie. Silver Fox and we're dating, and Katie's like, "Why did this happen?" I was like, well, "It's I because don't of know. this episode." It's like that, no, because that's that one line. Wait, yeah. did, did you? Okay, we didn't even mention the fact that the robot like shoots an eye beam at like Sabretooth or something, and Sabretooth falls to the ground, and screams like about having memories again, and like yeah, then they're wrote- all on the ground, and they're like, "My memories!" And I was like, "Okay, Maddie, I have to stop for a second. You can uh, decide whether or not you want to keep this in the podcast, but I think I it's mean- really funny that we went to Disney World and we heard that kid scream, "My memories!" really angry in the back, and we kept on quoting it and making fun of it. But like out of the gate, coming back, the like second episode we watch is literally all the X Men just screaming, "My memories!" And I was I mean- like. Also, the first episode we watched was like blatantly Beauty and the Beast. Like everything actually is Disney at all times. Anyway. It's either that or it's Kingdom Hearts, which is still fucking Disney. Anyway, uh, so this thing's fucking with their memories. Silver Fox and Beast are like flirting. We don't know why. Wolverine has some really great butt shots. I just want to point that out. It's true. Uh, If anyway, eventually they manage to destroy the robot. Beast opens the door. Doesn't Maverick turn into like a robot himself? And then like afterwards, some. Logan's like nice arbor and Maverick's like thanks and I was like what the fuck was that yeah so like what happens is the door is open they should just fucking leave but then Sabretooth picks up Talos's head and is like fucking with it and he's like I got me a new ashtray and then as soon as he says that Talos is like activating electromagnetic trigger and then like explodes everyone and then another <laughs> Talos just shows up out of the ground and then everybody has been knocked out and Beast is like beast. this could be a problem and he sees a big it's pickup like, no truck shit, nearby. Beast. I thought okay I thought he was gonna run them over but then I was like I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> yeah Beast just kills everyone and then leaves. It's amazing. He's like it's no. just better if I kill them instead of this robot does to like prevent their suffering. I mean that's not untrue but instead what he does is he throws all the X-Men and Weapon X victims into the back of this pickup truck and is just like, okay, let's go and drives away. Beast <laughs> like picks up a huge belt of bullets out of nowhere and throws it at the second Talos who like catches it. But then Beast shoots laser cannons out of his backpack at Talos <laughs> and then like, that works kind of enough that he can like get in the truck and drive away. I really want this action figure if it exists of Beast with of like Beast the, with backpack. the backpack. It's because like cool. this backpack is really great. It is. And so he manages to just barely get out of Weapon X as the doors are closing and then everything explodes because the robot was shooting its nipple missiles at everything and like Beast managed to get out just in time and then they're all outside. Everything's good. Beast is like we gotta get out of here. I'll go get the jet. He goes away and maverick is like so long logan it was good to see you and then logan's like yeah fuck you and later then he turns to fox and he's like fox i don't oh know my what God. they did oh, this to is us crazy. this is like all of this it's crazy but some of you and me must have been true you remember the cabin i carved our names in that door and fox is like don't you get it logan it was all made up and logan is like the fake cabin there didn't have any names on the door ours did it happened fox okay that's we great first of, first of all i love that he says that because i was like logan you're like 14 i know i know like all he's this like, is like logan I carved our on. names on the wall and it's not there but in the but it has to have been real because even though we have these false memories i remember doing it and i was like it's very kingdom hearts what? anyway fox is like perhaps but that was another lifetime goodbye logan and then she like hits a button on a remote to summon this weird helicopter out of the sky and then just know. gets into it and leaves I, I, well i'm just gonna assume that it's like a hydrocopter because i think at this point of time oh, she, was yeah, with she was with hydra so, hydra yeah, yeah she that's what i would assume 
guy. Because that's kind of like what she's wearing, too. She's wearing all green and shit. She's wearing, so. like, a cool cape. Yeah, she yeah. looks like a space Nazi, which is, like, I don't know. It's too bad Silver it's Fox ends up being that kind of character. Because well, she doesn't last very long and also never comes back to life, honestly. So, like... I mean, there aren't that many native characters in comics, so it's, like, too bad that the ones that are there either die immediately or are, like, evil and then die. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, at least we have Moonstar. Yeah. Anyway, Beast shows back up and he's like, Mini Jet's ready, where's Sabretooth? And Logan's like, don't know and don't care. Whatever his reasons were, he saved my skin back there. I think we've both had enough for one day. What does it all mean, Hank? I came here to find answers. Now I'm I can't even less. trust my own memories. And it's I like I, I also love how he's like he's. I love that he falls to the overtilt beast dramatically. It's like, what does it all mean, Hank? And Hank's beast is like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, and he's like, I don't know. Maybe Professor X can figure it out. Yeah, let's have Professor X go in your memory some more. He's good at that. Yeah, I mean, I liked that at least he concluded by being like you know xavier and the other x-men are there for you and those are real memories and I then he's like let's too. go home i thought that was a nice way to end it even though i, I don't so like xavier too. no and then i don't in either the foreground as they're like going away on the jet there's a tree that has logan and silver fox's initials on it which i genuinely don't know what conclusion we're supposed to draw from that okay shot. so i don't either because there's a few things okay so one did he just do it right now or also was it that during the was time it that, that they, during the time they were together, they somehow got out, out of the Weapon X yeah. facility and carved their initials on that tree and then got re-kidnapped? Like, what happened? Okay, I don't know. Also, but in the comic books, they do live together for a long time and they do carve it into a door. So that is like real. But like the know, way the so cartoon like, presents it, it's like... Are we supposed to think that it is real because it's like shown in the okay, foreground think, of the shot? I think shot? you really nailed it by saying that it's a real Kingdom Hearts situation because like that's how little sense it makes. Oh, at least Kingdom Hearts like tries Kingdom to make Hearts sense of it more sense than this yeah. episode i'm gonna just go ahead and say that and like i like i i am definitely enjoying playing kingdom hearts again right now even though like a lot of it doesn't there make should sense fucking be an x-men level in that we have talked about this multiple times on this show god it oh, really well, okay fun. it's really bad right now because kingdom hearts 3 just came out and we went to disney world and i have to start so to go like on a really quest to play all the kingdom hearts games again before i play the third one it's so it's just like okay this is what's going to be on my mind for the next like 12 podcasts there's also so many characters who like lose their memories or like have issues with memories and like other identities in the x-men and so it just like it would fit really well into the kingdom hearts zone yeah and also the x-men's kind of gay which also fits kingdom hearts so there's that anyway are there any politics to talk about we can try Like, legitimately, there are governments that brainwash people into soldiers. That is a thing. I don't know the psychology behind it. I don't think it works that well, but it's certainly been tried. So I obviously didn't research anything for this episode, but you know what? I can do it after the fact, right? Uh, So brainwashing has always been a really cool science fiction premise, but it definitely came to a head in the 1950s when some American soldiers came back from the Korean War and said that they had used certain types of warfare in that war that they hadn't actually used and seemed sympathetic to the Koreans. And that whole situation was really strange at the time and inspired a lot of theories about whether they'd been brainwashed. And then the Manchurian Candidate movie came out and that movie is about a sort of science fiction kind of sleeper agent who can become an agent without 
ever realizing it and can be activated according to like hypnosis and stuff like that. Um, So after the 50s, the CIA and I'm sure plenty of other organizations around the world tried to figure out if this kind of hypnosis was really possible. And as far as we know, it's not. But that obviously hasn't stopped the CIA and other organizations from using torture and other means to try to elicit certain responses from people, which is not very different from what happens to Logan and the gang in this episode. They're obviously being tortured, and that torture is supposedly leading them to bend to the will of their Weapon X captors. I mean, this is mostly just like a horror movie premise in this episode. That's actually a good point, is that like it's doing the horror trope which is really cool like it is like because it's usually the other way around like horrors about like horror is always playing on politics themselves right right? so that is like what horror is as a genre well i mean when it's so but now we have i know but now we have the situation that is doing the horror trope but it's not like playing at anything because it's not like doing a political statement so it's kind of like it's just the horror tropes but it's not really like like making a point about how the mutants are marginalized per se. Although there is that scene where Sabretooth's getting abused by his dad and like clearly they capitalized on that abuse and bigotry in order to brainwash Sabretooth, which is like really sad. I, I mean, mean, that's fucked like up, but that's seconds, also, I think but... that's how it would work too. Unfortunately, I mean, could, I hate to say this, but you think about like queer, like conversion camps, right? And like, yeah. they would try to get people to... I mean, usually it's based on fear. brainwash people from being queer and it would like... Yeah, I was going to say, like, by bringing up fear and bad memories and being like, see, it doesn't feel good because it's not natural. So, like, you know. Yeah. And, like, if you you were normal and straight, then you wouldn't feel this way. Yeah, it's really sad. I I know. I mean, mean, obviously, I don't support that, but, like, that is the closest relation I can find here. So, yeah. No, I mean, there's that. I mean, there's also just the military stuff that you already mentioned, but I I would say mostly it's just a collection of, like, really silly scenes. So it's kind of hard to, like, take it seriously I mean, on like, any what level? are the politics of kingdom hearts i mean I, actually there are politics in there kingdom hearts but like it's of. like not it's it's at least better than this so there's like that kingdom hearts is more about feelings and so is this episode like this is an episode about how like people ha- undergo this traumatic experience together and then they don't trust each other again which actually also kingdom hearts is kind of about that too yeah and like it's about the power well, of not friendship. for Kyrie, because well, Kyrie yeah. just sits in the background it's like Haha, i'm great and then she gets kidnapped again so <laughs> i mean there which is i guess is still the case of weapon x so whatever <laughs> yeah Kyrie and wolverine they have a lot of similarities but like in this episode wolverine basically doesn't he doesn't get a happy ending again. Like this is another episode that just ends sadly where it's like Wolverine is constantly I mean, I looking argue, for someone. No. I, I, I feel like, yeah, it seems sad, but it is a happy ending in the sense that like beast is like, yeah, your life, everything in your life has been shit, but you are with people who like legitimately are not abusing you for the first time in your life. Like, That's which is true. a strong statement for beast to make be like, you're not suffering abuse anymore, which has been your entire fucking life. And you're with people that like, yeah, you guys are like, we're all like, like, I don't know, a misfit family. And we all have our fucking weird quirks. And I don't know what's going on between you and Gambit right now. But like, (laughs) you know, like, like generally besides Xavier, nobody's trying to fuck you over. So there's that. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big deal. I mean, I do really like Beast in this episode. Like, just his friendship with Logan is a really fun portrayal of that. It, like, he's so patient. And who hasn't been in that situation where your friend is just being a complete idiot? But, like, because of trauma and you just have to be patient and just be like, okay, <laughs> we're going to do this again, I guess. And, like, that's the role that Beast plays in this episode. And he does it a lot for the other X-Men. Which is yeah. nice of him. He's so, like, I would argue that, like, it's, I mean, it is sad that Logan doesn't get to figure out what the fuck his life was, but, like, you know. But he's, he has a new life. He's figuring out what his yeah, life is going to be. Yeah, like, it doesn't even fucking matter because, like, <laughs> you really have amnesia, like, doesn't. 55 times, but, like, this, right now, you know you don't have amnesia, so, like, calm Just down. Just go ahead and enjoy what's happening now yeah. because the past is fucking bad anyway. So yeah, even it turns out, like, it, also you, like, right now we're standing in front of three of your exes and, like, you have <laughs> so many other exes you don't remember, but at least with the X-Men you remember your exes because you see them every day and yep. you keep fucking them. So there's that. <laughs> That's B's final line of the episode and it's a great line. Yeah, it's great. And it's, like, it's actually a quote by Shakespeare. It is. And he's like, that was William Shakespeare. <laughs> anyway, then they fly away in the do you want to do who is that x-men yeah it's nice and short this time like this episode who's that that x-men is it silver fox it is it is silver fox well first i was was like who should i do and then i was like i should do silver fox but i did google to see who the fuck talos was because like i don't even know who the hell that is i did he's not from anything so I was okay, like, is so, this fucking robot in stuff? No, no he's he not. Is I not. was like, I don't know who the fuck this like same. fucking I don't I know cyborg the exact same this poster is. Yeah. I know. All right. So anyway, Silver Fox. Her real name is Kayla. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> Question mark. She doesn't have any memories, so we'll never know. Uh, uh, yeah, her memories. Anyway, so uh, her team affiliates are Weapon X, Team X, and Hydra. Um, her only power is that she's in a, she has an accelerated hearing healing factor hearing factor she has an accelerating hearing factor she doesn't though it's no a she has factor. healing that's why all four of them are there is that they have some like healing aspects except for maverick who's like got like 12 different powers and nobody he doesn't need any of them anyway uh so she first <laughs> appeared in wolverine volume two number 10 uh she was created by chris claremont and she was the a member of the first nation blackfoot confederacy uh, in the early 1900s, she lived with Wolverine in Canada until she was allegedly murdered on Wolverine's birthday by mm-hmm. Sabretooth. Uh, of course. Good to know. But she turned out to be alive and worked. she was working for Team X, and she was, which was one of the most formidable covert ops teams the CIA had, but she betrayed them because she became a member of HYDRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver Fox returned when Wolverine tracked down all the members of the Weapon X staff, and they kind of both discovered that their memories were just studio sets so that does track mm-hmm. and then silver fox allegedly kills a professor who was in charge of the program uh and during that time she reveals that she's a high commander of hydra uh and then later on silver fox this is like a side plot where she tricks the assassin reiko to poison mariko which is wolverine's ex yeah uh, but it's unclear why she has any involvement with any of that because that's not really ever explained so yeah. whatever and then finally, she reunites with Logan, Creed, Maverick, and Wraith to infiltrate a base to confront the man who put all the false memories in her heads to begin with. Which is like kind of what this episode uh, yeah, almost well, is, but then isn't. No, at but all. there is a cyborg there, uh, yes. Aldo Pharaoh, but it's not Talos, whatever the fuck that is. And Pharaoh yeah. takes control of their minds and makes Sabretooth kill Server Fox right there. And that's it. She's dead. And like, Shield shows she doesn't up come and back. they. 
No, and S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and Nick Fury's all like, why are we giving this fucking Hydra commander a proper burial? And then, like, look, it's like, because I think I loved her once. And, like, Nick's like, but I love you. Whatever. Anyway, so... (laughs) So Wraith, Wraith tells Logan he found the cabin that they lived in with Silver Fox and he gets the permission to bury her there. So Logan buries Silver Fox at the cabin and rips off the door where he carved their names together and uses it as her tombstone. Wow. Which That's is so, so Logan. dramatic. I know, right? So <laughs> drama. That's it. She doesn't last very long. Like, yeah, they she don't was in the Weapon back. X program, you know? Sad. Yeah. But I mean, probably for the best because she like wasn't She's even not fully an interesting a character. character like, at I, all. I mean, I would love to see more like native characters, but like she wasn't like She's she not was good a good representation guy, at all. And she also was like not interesting. Like and like obviously there's problems with whenever they do like any character of color, and I feel like and have native characters. I, I feel like, I feel like, like the native Bishop. characters like are always in a stereotype of either being like a, a villain Magical or like a too, magic like the ghost lady. Magic. The point being is that it sucks for Silver Fox to be a native character that like gets killed off, but also they weren't doing anything with her. It mostly sucks that she's not a cooler character. Like I feel like they could have rewritten her in a more interesting way if she had lived or if they brought her back or whatever. They just didn't do that at the time. So whatever. Missed opportunity for them but it was way in the past decades ago when yeah, those comics came out so that's that that's silver fox should we rate the episode yeah um i don't even know like three <laughs> out of five like x's two but like a four for fun i, I don't think know. that's where that's why i so landed I between the, the two and the four i was like it's like <laughs> i mean like it's in not, terms of it making sense it's probably like it doesn't two, need to be there no doesn't, but doesn't like not it does not need to be there like logically or narratively at all this episode is not important at all but it's very very fun beast has some really fun moments like the fact that beast is there the entire time is just like a fun conceit for the episode and like i don't know it's a funny episode it's fucking stupid but it's really funny I so know. yeah three out of five x's i guess i guess um and we do have a reader mail but i'm gonna have you Yay. read it because i like obviously have a cold Oh, so, sure. But also, now that I'm reading it, it's actually be better that you are reading this because it's hilarious and perfect for you. So we'll just let you read it. Okay, so this email is from Drake, and I'm going to read it. I'm glad your time at Disney went well. Over the same weekend you were at Disney World, I went with my partner to a community theater fundraising carnival. And among the other fun things there, there was an improvised erotic fan fiction booth we went to. Since I was both shy and indecisive when asked which characters I wanted the fan fiction to be about, my partner kindly suggested Mystique and Storm. (laughs) I wish we had recorded what the two volunteers at the booth came up with since it was really entertaining and right up your alley. But in summary... After training in the danger room, Storm and Mystique are changing in the locker room and check each other out while taking their clothes off. (laughs) Storm and Mystique scissor on the floor while Mystique changes into every other (laughs) member of the X-Men and Storm creates a double rainbow over them. (laughs) The other X-Men walk in on them and see for themselves what it truly means to be a hero. (laughs) Amazing. Also, while I'm on the topic of Marvel characters and my partner, I thought I'd attach a picture of the piece she commissioned featuring Vision and Scarlet Witch for our anniversary, since their relationship reminds us of our relationship. Vision and Scarlet Witch do? 
<laughs> which one of you is the robot and which yeah, one of you is I, the feeling-oriented one? I love Vision and Scarlet Witch's I relationship, so that's actually extremely cute. Uh, anyway, the piece reminded me that I've seen in some of the videos that each of you have X-Men posters, framed comics, etc. in your homes. So I was wondering if you could talk about those and any significance they hold for you personally. As always, thank you for making this awesome show. See you next time, Drake. And he did include, this is a very cool framed set of prints of Vision and Scarlet Witch yeah, cool it looks moments. like it's a bunch of the prints, but they've been like kind of cut up to be put together. Like a collage it, of covers yeah. and also f- panels from certain Vision and Scarlet Witch comics. It's a really cool art piece, actually. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, first um, of all, I want to say that <laughs> that uh, situation with Mystique and Storm was fantastic. And like, that I mean, also that yeah. sounds like a really fun booth. And I don't know why we don't have a booth like that. Well, like, whenever we, we get do... invited somewhere for the Mutant Ages, I think we should request that we do like a create your own x-men fan fiction section panel uh, yeah I don't know. except we would just be doing the same thing as whatever this booth was okay, but also it was like it. at a carnival right so yeah, like like what that's, that's great <laughs> what kind of carnival was this i'm not insulting it's like okay. i have a lot of questions it's described as a community theater fundraising carnival which i think says it all actually uh, like, oh yeah you're right you're right it, okay it really describes the kind of person who's there etc anyway are framed X-Men things. I can start. Uh, I have the Dark Phoenix and song poster that's framed. Ryan gave me that when we were in high school, I want to say. Yeah, Along with I the think X, it was... The Phoenix trade of Ensong, whenever that came out, you gave that to me. It might have been in college. When I was in college, you gave me those things. Uh, and so, yeah, that's just a really cool poster. I've had that hung up ever since I got it. And I have, like, some other framed comics. You gave me a copy of one of the other Phoenix X-Men comics comic books that i have in a frame and you gave me a hex comic oh my god okay i have to okay it's like it's like can you describe what the cover is it's it looks it's, like maddie it does look like me it's like this super 80s workout leotard lady her name i can't even remember it's like stiletta i think is the name yeah, of this yeah, character yeah, i think you're right stiletta and she's in this one hex comic hex is like a completely other 80s as hell like cyberpunk comic and yeah. she is just like a badass 80s lady like carrying a huge gun and like having like a blonde side swept mullet situation yeah. in this comic yeah. you okay. just got it for me because you and gita were shopping and you guys were like let's I was get say, it was this. like it was when we were no okay so it was when we were meeting up because gita was this is before gita was working for kotaku and lived in new york city so she was just visiting connecticut and i happened yeah. to live there at the time and i was like well gita wants to hang out with you so let's meet halfway yeah and like, so i drove down and met you yeah, guys we went halfway. to this diner and while we were waiting for maddie to show up there was uh the um uh some sort of like thrift store next door and not really it was like just a giant collection of shit and so like we went in there because of course that's what gita and i did and like we found that comic and we're like this Here is Maddie. Like, I'm like, I picked it up. It to me. I was like, I, I picked it up. I'm like, I'm buying this for her because holy shit. It's so, great. It's a yeah. totally nonsense 80s comic. It's a really fun thing to have framed. I also have a framed Nintendo Power. That's about it for framed things that I've got. A framed She-Ra poster. You gave me a She-Ra poster recently. So yeah, I, I know. That. I found that for free at a convention that I was attending yeah, for Superhero Yeah, I don't Life. actually have that much art. I feel like you have more than I do, just in general. I do, and I actually have a bunch of stuff that I need to get framed. I've just been putting it off. Because first of all, I have like, like boxes and boxes of comic books. Mm-hmm. in the closet that i haven't opened in like 15 to 20 years and i'm like i should really Go sort through, through this and figure out what is actually like 
worth. stuff I care about versus yeah. like when I was a teenager just buying as many comics as I could. Mm-hmm. I've cleared out everything else in my life and really brought it down to like stuff that I actually like, but that is still like it's just such a huge project. I know. And so I know whenever I do that, I'm gonna like find stuff that I'm gonna want to frame. So like that's a good time. But so my fun trick is that and I actually started doing it this way and I should update your frames, Maddie. Because, like, I'm getting, like, you know, cheap frames and then getting, like, black construction paper and, like, pretending to sort of mat the comics in there without, like, actually matting it or, like, destroying the comic book itself so I could still take it out of the frame if I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I saw this tip online. So I was like, I have to do that. So, like... I, I recommend would love that. to see your process for doing that because I currently just have tossed my basic comic books and, and magazines into frames, but they aren't matted with anything. They look a little weird in there and I don't yeah, like, no, no, I mean, do and this. That's what I'm trying to do because like it looks good. I mean, I'm a photographer and videographer. So like all I want to do in my free time is like frame shit, but I'm always framing shit for other people. Yeah, so, it's like, actually a really nice gift that you do. And it's not that expensive of a gift. No, it's that not. You and, like, nobody else is doing that. So it's like unique to me. So that's always fun. And and I really appreciate it because it always like gives me art that I can hang up and you'll always like pick out something that I would want to have in a frame anyway. So, oh, yeah, I know. Um, so, all right, I'm going to just look at what I have. So directly in front of me, I have the the X, Uncanny X-Men 239, which is got Mr. Sinister on the cover and he's holding out his hand and in his hand, he's got the Goblin Queen like caressing Havoc, who's like sexually sprawled out in Mr. Sinister's hand and it's like one of my favorite covers because it's just the most Mr. Sinister thing I've ever seen it's just like Mr. Sinister necessarily sexual like domination situation pretty much and then I have like an X-Men comic that's like I'm looking up at it so it's like number three I don't know what the fuck but it's not the third whatever it's it's like from the 80s but it's that fucking beautiful art and it's got all like the quintessential x-men on it and it's always been one of my favorite covers they're all fighting each other uh so it's like got colossus and wolverine and gambit and archangel and rogue and psylocke and gene and beast and iceman and storm like so like you know like the original crew of the x-men and i just love that mm-hmm. cover but okay so around me like that has got more value to it is that I've, I've started building a boom boom wall so i've got two covers from new mutants with boom boom on it i have the i have the x-men episode x-men issue where she first joins the the x-men officially and on the cover she's just like wearing this crazy 80s outfit and it's like boom boom is back and i was like this is fantastic and then there's like another new mutant once where they're like at, at atlantis and it's like all the new mutants flying around but in the center it's just like boom boom with a massive like horn for some reason and richter like her bff gay man like posing dramatically and it's really funny to me that um, sounds great i don't think i've seen this boom boom wall I, or maybe it was there last time i visited no you it is it's just like, it. like you didn't realize what it was but then there's a couple other <laughs> x-men arts there's the new mutants issue of where lila cheney like first appears because it's got beautiful art and lila cheney's like she looks like han solo and she's like holding up her gun in the air and like cannonballs like wrapped around her leg like princess leia and it's fucking fantastic <laughs> that's great um and then there's like uh the first comic of x-men the animated series from the actual 90s i have that one framed up there and i have a bunch of other shit that i have like sitting waiting waiting to get framed that are comic books uh most importantly um i have an actual original artwork from one of the x-men comics i can't remember which issue it was but it's sort of like uncanny x-men and like 2003 it was during the time period that like it was like right after the x-men films and they were wearing new costumes or whatever 
Right. And it yeah. wasn't Grant Morrison, but it was like during the run of Grant Morrison, but like one of the other comic book series. And basically like Iceman, Warren and Nightcrawler go to like this fucking like whorehouse of mutants that like have horror powers. And it's like totally ridiculous. Sounds uh, great. But like in I used to have this printed out on my wall because I fucking love the comic because like Bobby shows up in this ridiculous like white suit. And I remember when I was like a teenager, I was like, Bobby's gay and he is fucking hot in this like ridiculous like white tuxedo. That and sounds I was amazing like, though. I know. And it's like I've always Bobby fucking... has always been gay confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right here, right now. And so I remember when I used to have like a giant drawing board up in my uh bedroom in my teenage years. Like I had this whole wall collaged in front of me. I don't know if you remember it, but it was like this wall of printouts that had like three thousand images that I had like printed out and like oh, I decoupage to the that wall. That was crazy. Yeah, and like in the center of it was this one thing. And so then when it was at like New York Comic Con like in twenty twelve, I we found like when I was like, here's original artwork of the actual comic books. So I was flipping through and then I noticed they had some from that era. It's like it would be crazy if they had my favorite piece of like art from when I was a teenager. At my late teens, I was like 19. And mm-hmm. then it was fucking there and it was like $300. And my ex at the time was like, you could probably, probably barter it down. I was like, I'm just going to fucking buy it because like I don't, like this is a fucking miracle that I'm even finding this right now. Yeah, so that's that awesome. Is, yeah, that is framed and on my wall. And that's like, that is like my big thing. And then I have some other weird stuff like floating around. Like I have the, the Wolverine movie poster that's mm-hmm. like the ink blotch. I love that. That's yeah, like front cool. and center. That's and then probably like, been in the background of a bunch of Let's Plays that we've done on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then like you don't see this anywhere on the Let's Plays because it's like on this like tiny strip on the wall, but I've been building like a wall with like fan art that I picked up at cons. So I have like one with Wolverine and Pikachu's and he's like, I'm not a Pokemon. And then I have like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch dressed and up Wolverine, as Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I like have all that stuff like around the corner. Yeah, you have a good collection. I do. It's and a I'm very building, like, friendly that. seeming apartment as a result because you have all this yeah, like, fun like, art. Basically, to look like at. I always want to like frame more stuff, but like it just takes time. So it does. Anyways, I I recommend doing that because like I think it looks good. Oh, in the bathroom I have naked Wolverine. I'm not quite like about that. I also have this other comic book that I have to frame that's gonna go in the bathroom. It's gonna crack you up, but it's from like the eighties and it's just like it was in a comic somewhere where there's just randomly like a it wasn't Nintendo was doing like Nintendo products that weren't Nintendo. So it was like bath soap and shit. And what? like it's like this comic that was in a comic and it's one page and it's like Super Mario bath soap and it's like Princess Toadstool and like Mario like in the bath and it's like totally ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to check that out the next time <laughs> I, I'm I know. in your bathroom. Okay. That'll, that'll maybe be there by then. I'll see it. Yeah, it I, sounds great. So I, I like framing like old shit that I can find. So like any old ads, I fucking love that shit. So you know i'll eat that up um but yeah i'm not gonna keep going because like otherwise like i'll be sitting forever but that's like i think the most relevant anyway it's a fair question drake thanks for asking ryan has a very detailed answer to it and most of my frame stuff is from ryan anyway so it's really he's he's to like everyone i know it's like it's all their frame stuff i know and you kind of got me started on framing stuff like the stuff that's in my bedroom like my metroid prime poster and my army of darkness poster and stuff like that i only started getting that stuff framed after you'd given me other frames and i was like i may as well frame everything else i have like fuck it so like when i was a teenager or i i like i just i just hung up this dark phoenix poster on the wall of like yeah, every that's what college I would do dorm too. room every apartment and, like it that's what like we would shit. do <laughs> and, but like and, here's like, the thing is that like we as teenagers like always would do shit like that we would put everyone would put their favorite posters on there but like 
for me it was like beyond that though because if you remember my bedroom there were like thousands of pictures and posters I that i you had should, like okay, taped you should to the wall be tweeting that from the mutant ages twitter because people i, know, I wish okay here's understand. a stupid thing there's very little pictures on my room back then i'm like i knew i took more but where did they go and i think it was on that computer that got stolen back in like 2007 yeah so probably. it's like but i know sucks. you have a couple pictures because i've seen them like there's ones of you like standing next to the jill valentine poster that you oh used yeah to have, i know there, there like, were like separate walls there was like a resident evil wall there was a you, Marvel you should post these because yeah. they're very entertaining. So people should follow the Mutant Ages on Twitter anyway, since we're yeah. basically at the plug section at this point, right? I think we're good. Um, oh no, wait, we have to say who's gay. Oh my god, I like how we skipped over that. Also, I was gonna—I did finish my—I got so distracted about like what the uh, room looked like. I wanted to say that the reason why I started framing everything is it's like you can still be like your teenage self, but like this is the <laughs> adult version frame. of it. Yeah, like yeah. like now you can make it all neat and nice and you have to really think about what you're putting on your walls and not just plastering like every like hot dude or lady that you can think of both Which animated and real. Which you can still do, but you can make it art by putting it in a frame. Yeah. That's so if they're the naked, tip. it's art. All right. It anyway, is. Okay, so it is. who's anyway, gay? Who's gay? Logan, I think. I, mean, I was gonna say that that I remember that like there Logan was all the weird sexual, yeah, that weird sexual tension. I'm sorry that we skipped over that. I wonder if any of our listeners were like, "Excuse me, where's your quintessential section about who's gay and fucking?" We just like decided to talk about posters for that. ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair and also on brand for us. But yeah, I mean, okay, so Sabretooth and Logan are still so obsessed with each other. And this episode is just yet another evidence of that. And it concludes with Logan doing another one of his fucking classic monologues where he's like, I guess Sabretooth saved me this time. So maybe there is good in him after all. But I don't know. I feel a lot of different ways about it. I feel like like I need to suck his dick to figure it out. We're like, whoa. They've said, I feel like he's said that exact line multiple times on multiple episodes and it's getting pretty funny that he keeps being like i don't know guys do you think it's okay that i still kind of want to fuck Sabretooth, or is that weird or like what do you guys think about this i don't know and everyone's like logan shut the fuck up i think everyone's like logan you keep fucking all your exes anyway so why does it matter with him specifically (laughs) it's just funny and then also beast there being there for logan the entire time is just really cute i really thought i felt that way too i was like i i felt like i mean that's not how it's really presented in this episode but the way i interpreted it was like at this moment in time, Logan and Beast are sort of dating and Beast came here to be a supportive boyfriend. That's yeah. what I saw. That's yeah, what I, I felt. I see that too. And I feel like the episode doesn't necessarily not allow you to see that interpretation. Like that's there for you if you want to interpret it that I feel way. like I, I like, I'm one of those people that like sort of secretly ships Beast and Logan where I really like, it just comes out when I, I mean, notice them. I it's not a secret like, on this show. You've certainly brought it up no, multiple and I, times. I think a lot of people actually do because they're like, oh, they're both like animals, they have, like, yeah, but they're very they, different kinds of people. So they it's kind are, of a fun like, ship. It is, but they do have, like, the same inner hatred towards themselves, but, like, they deal with it differently, and it's like, yeah. 
Yeah. You know? And it's interesting. Like Logan has dealt with it by just sort of leaning into the animalistic way that everyone interprets him. And he's just like, I'm just going to go ahead and be that animal because like, fuck you. You want me to be an animal? Sure. But also don't call me an animal or I'll kill you. And then Beast goes like way the other way. And he's like, I'm going to fucking read some poetry and, and like, show you that I'm not one. I know as respectable as I can manage to make myself be because I hate myself and like I need to respect myself more so I'm just gonna do this basically for me but also for other people and it's like an insecurity thing for him as well on some level I think yeah and also like there's like the whole thing where Logan's just quote sort of like he's such a teenager about it where he's like such a rebel and he's like well if you're to call me this I'm just gonna act like it because I'm just gonna act like that because that's what you've decided to label me and it's like whoa (laughs) Well, it kind of makes sense that Logan is a teenager, at least on this show, because like he doesn't even have any memories. So it's like he's constantly (laughs) going through puberty and he's like my memories all the time. So I don't know. I like it. And I also like Beast being there to be the sort of older one who's like, I've come to terms with who I am at this point. I've remembered enough of my life that I like know who I want to be. I'm good on that. Also, Beast didn't even have like a horrible life. You know what I mean? Like Not really. Although like I do get how looking the way that he looks would change his life in a pretty yeah, no, fundamental way. Yeah, I know. That it does sucks. change things. It sucks. But- Although now that I'm thinking about Logan being such a teenage rebel, I'm like, you know what? Maybe, I mean, like, yeah, we wanted to fuck Logan in our teens, but like also inspiring to be him just like increase the fucking goth drama so oh, much. Oh, totally. You Logan know? is like the perfect goth. Anyway plugs yeah so twitter is the mutant ages yes uh, we're individually on twitter i'm at Mitty myers i'm at ryan pagella and we have facebook we have instagram we have tumblr we have all kinds of social media that you can follow us on to keep up with whatever posters were on our walls as children and more oh i should start putting that in instagram actually that you fun. should you should um and so we also have a youtube channel where we play let's plays of x-men related games and it's a really fun channel. There's all kinds of stuff on there. You should definitely check it out, especially if you're waiting around for us to post the X3 episode in a couple of weeks and I'm still editing it, depending on how long that ends up being. Uh, it's going to be a long episode. are wanting something to listen to and watch in the meantime while I'm editing that, what will be an, a monster of an episode, I'm sure, please check out that YouTube channel, The Mutant Ages YouTube. And we yes. also have a Patreon where you can support us and we super appreciate it because obviously, you know, this is a totally fan supported show. We pay for all of our own hosting fees, but with your help. And obviously we put a lot of time into this show in addition to all the other work we do in our lives. So we really appreciate your support, even if it's just like a dollar and you can get access to little mini episodes that we've recorded about like Deadpool 2 and Captain Marvel and like all kinds of other stuff. So you should definitely support yeah, us. Yeah, and ho- Hopefully and soon we'll have an Avengers one too. Although I don't know because yeah. Maddie and I are not seeing it at the same time so oh, we'll... i'm gonna see it dude don't worry about that i will okay. see that movie i'm just gonna be in new york city that weekend but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna fucking find the time to see that movie Maddie, i will do that i am seeing it on release opening night and I also i'll try have ta- my best i'll dude, try my I have best. tickets to go see it again on the following tuesday to go with somebody else for their birthday so i've seen this wow. like three hour movie like two times Twice? within I like one week I know. I, that's why I was like, I really hope it works out because it'd be really shitty if I see it a second time and it's just like not even good. Like it's an X3 such It will be fine because I I mean, all the Avengers films have been fine. Like, yeah, except and for it's like, like Joss Whedon's Russo involved. Brothers movie. Like the Russo Brothers usually are like at least competent at putting together a plot. And I'm really I, interested know, to see what happens fun. because 
uh, fucking Captain Marvel is just gonna punch Thanos right in the dick. I yeah, mean, it's gonna spoilers, be great, but I like, guess. But, but like, that's in, like Infinity War. Even though, like, you and I were like, this is like a two-hour I mean, movie you that liked it we more already. Than I did. I know, but it's like it was like a setup for stuff. Like we're like, okay, it's obviously going to be fixed by reality, changing stones that were in- introduced and at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like all that stuff. so nobody's really dead. Uh, but like, I am like curious, like. Well, also, where are they going to go from here? I feel like here? in this movie, they could. I could see them killing some people for real in this movie. I don't really think the Infinity War. Deaths I think it's going to be very but... different, and I think like it is going to be worth seeing twice because I think it's going to set up like a whole new age of Avengers because like all of the Avengers have been leading up to the fucking like Infinity Gauntlet bullshit since the beginning of Avengers. So what's the next step after that, basically? Mm-hmm. And like we're at the crossroads with the X Men and Fantastic yeah, which Four is too. So like, good because it's like we're concluding one series, so it's time to start yet another big yeah. series. So I think it'll be really interesting to check out once when it's like rocking yeah, and rolling. And you know what? Maybe after a few weeks or around the time of the X three episode, we'll try to have a bonus Patreon episode about Avengers Endgame, and people who are subscribing to us can enjoy that. Okay. Um, Okay, one, so, more, one last question before we leave as if you would you guys also be interested in getting some patreon only podcasts that are about other movies like detective pikachu specifically i mean what ryan why wouldn't we just record that anyway i think we're just gonna do it anyway people that? Of course detective, gonna get pikachu! detective pikachu okay well we're pikachu gonna see detective wolverine. Pikachu. wolverine call me we'll see you next time yeah i guess the <laughs> podcast is over it must be because we're telling wolverine to call us and yeah. that means it's over. The new town.